This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer, riding out again on old Dan. Come on, Dan, let's go. Let's get a getting. We just happen to be back with you folks, and uh, the Lord has been gracious to us all the days of our lives. And I look back over my lifetime, and I, I don't think many of us do that, but we ought to look back and see what the Lord has done and how, the, how that we can praise the Lord. And I praise the Lord for the Old Trailblazer broadcast. It's just an outlet where we can come here and tell you what the Lord has done for sinners and what the Lord has done and will do. And we brought you studies in our last uh, last week. We began there speaking about our home, the home. Many of our folks have written me and asked me uh, in person, uh, Pastor, tell us some things about the home, what, what ought to happen. And I just wanted to maybe give you a summation or a little sum up. Uh, I know that we're living in perilous times that the Apostle Paul spoke about. And as I, I, I look out on the, on the world, religious and otherwise, and I see that we're headed for the, for, the, for the rocks. Our nation is headed for the rocks now. Pastor Shelton used to call it the toboggan slide to hell. I know that we've lost seemingly all sense of morality and uh, those things. And we're going to speak uh, extensively about those things that we allow our, cha- our families to do, our children to see and to watch and to go. And uh, we're not going to do that today. That's not our thought for today. But we looking, uh, we looked there last week about the first home. We saw how the Lord established the home, and then Satan came along and wrecked that home, and how grace restored it. Grace is restoring the home, place the husband or the head of the, or the man, the head of the home. And our subject at this time, we're going to look at the husband or the man as the head of the home. Do you know, my friend, today that Satan has all but wrecked the average home? As I said, uh, back in, 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 even in my childhood days, coming up as a child during the Depression, in those terrible times, we, we lived, my folks lived in the country and uh, farmed. My dad farmed for a living. Many folks did. Many folks were poor, and uh, most, most everybody was. But there was a sense of... Uh, of, of godliness, so to speak. We, we didn't have a religious home. Our home was not a religious home. We had no religious training whatsoever in our home, but we had a sense of, uh, of, of responsibility and a sense of uh, uh, obeying our parents and obeying those who had to rule over us in our, in our schools and, and uh, those things. And and uh, th- there was a sense of, well, let's give, let me give you this just instance. If you, if you disobeyed, if you was down the road somewhere at the neighbor's house and, and you cut up and did some things that you wasn't supposed to do, that neighbor, that neighbor gentleman would take his uh, belt off and give you a, a spanking right there, that right there at his house. And as soon as he's got a chance to see your folk, he'd tell them about it. And we was hoping that he wouldn't tell them because we'd get another one when we got home. Just like on the school bus, we, the kids now, they pack guns to school and all those things. But back then, if two boys got into a scrap on the school bus, school bus driver stopped the bus, pull off on the shoulder of the road, take his belt off and give him a spanking and uh, put him back on the bus. And uh, he didn't go to all, run to the office and make a report and tell them all that. But now, in the day that we're living in now, things have degenerated so that the ACLU would be on you like white on rice right now. But my friend, this is what we're facing, and this is what the old trailblazer. It's not. It's not more or less. Uh, it's more or less a, a practical thing. We want to speak about practical things. What about your home? Are you living? 
Are you living in a, a, a realm uh, 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 where there's a confusion every day, every day, every night in your home, where there's no order there, where that man is not the head of the home? That's what we're going to speak about today. Do you know that this Satan has all but wrecked your average home? And we're going to bring you uh, those thoughts, how that our homes can be restored, or maybe some of you young people, the Lord will get a hold to you, and you could go out and make a real home in this darkened hour in which we live? It's not impossible, my friend. No. In Genesis 3.16 there in the Bible, first of all, the Bible is our basis for everything that we say and do. That's right. You may not believe that the Bible. You may not believe that God's Word is uh, verbally inspired, but it is. And I know oftentimes we hold the Bible up here in our pulpit, and we hold it up in our hand and say, this is God's Word. Believe it and be saved. Disbelieve it and be damned. Because, my friend, if you don't believe God's word, I have no message for you. No other pastor, no other preacher has a message for you if you do not believe that God's word is verbally inspired, meaning that the Lord ordained what was written in that book. It's not just a, a bunch of old men sit down somewhere on a, on a levee and made a book. No, this is God's inspired word. The Holy Spirit inspired those apostles told them what to write, my friend, and they wrote it down. But if you don't believe that, you have the choice, if you want to, to disbelieve it. I tell you, disbelieve it and be lost. There's no, there's no hope. The Bible says you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. But if you never know the truth, if you never hear the truth, you'll never be free. The Bible is the greatest treasure that you can have, my friend. And I know that's why Satan has done his dead-level best to water down, to manipulate, and to criticize, and to cast away all of the, the things that are in the Bible that, that man don't want to have. And I've told you, we have this pamphlet I put together here, uh, things mo things that's errors and omissions in these newfangled Bibles. If you write me, I'll send that to you. Folks are doing that on a regular basis. You just write me and say, send me those notes on the, on the Bible revisions, and I'll, I'll do that. I'll do that to you. I'll give you one instance that uh, in one of the version, it says that uh, back there when uh, when the prophet was on Mount Carmel and the the the, uh, the the false prophets were sacrificing their their ram to the Lord and they were praying and cutting themselves and and the uh, the Lord never answered their prayer. And in one of these Bible versions, it says, "Well, maybe he's out on the toilet. Maybe God's out there on the toilet somewhere." Well, my friend, that's blasphemy. That's blasphemy. That's blasphemy. You don't you don't think that's in there? I'll, you call me, write me. I'll give you the verse and scripture, and I'll tell you what Bible it's located in. In a in a, in a popular Bible, I have folks come in the bookstore here, and they say, well, "My pastor said be sure and get the NIV." Well, NIV is trash, my friend. Trash. We have all sorts of Bibles on the market today. Uh, the African American Women Bible. They have this Bible, that Bible, this Bible. And I went in a big bookstore in Shreveport, Louisiana, several years ago in the Baptist Bible bookstore, Baptist bookstore. And there was not a King James authorized version Bible in that bookstore. Not one, not one, not one. What did they have? They had videos and all of those things in there that, that sells, my friend. But we have a great bookstore here, and we sell nothing but the King James Version Bible. And we're going to get off of that today and bring you more thoughts on that along if you write me, I'll send you a catalog of our bookstore. But we see here in Genesis uh, 3.16, Unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow, and thy conception in sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, 
and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. Now, my friend, that's God's word. Now, we are a long way from that, aren't we? This modern age that we have in today, if you read that in the average uh, a local group of folks, and the, the women will snort and, and throw up, roll their eyes and make fun and giggle. Listen, we notice here when the Lord had restored that home, man was placed at the head and the desire of the wife shall be to her husband and he shall rule over her. You notice here that when grace restored that home, God placed a man at the head and said, thy wife's desire shall be to thy husband and he shall rule over thee. Someone asked lately, how was it before that, before man sinned? Woman was co-equal with man in, in rulership. Yes, yes, she was. Yes, she was co-equal. That's what, that's what said here. But listen, let's, let's get this thought. You and I do not know how long Adam and Eve was in the Garden of Eden before they sinned. We don't know that. We think it happened the very day that she was formed. No, no. But they were there in that, in that garden, I think, for many, many years. But when Satan erected that home, when sin came there, the woman led into transgression. Or rather, Satan led the transgression through her. That's what happens in so many occasions today. The, Satan uses uh, this one or that one, uh, somehow or another. Now, uh, when grace restored at home, grace then placed man at the head of the home. At the head of the home. Now, let me turn there to 1 Corinthians 11. But I would have you to know that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of every woman is the man, and the head of Christ is God. Now, that's the order, my friend. That's God's order. Let me read it again. But I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of the woman is the man, and the head of Christ is God. We're told here again that the head of the woman is man. This was by divine appointment when grace restored that home. Now, I know that we have folks jump up and say, well, ain't no man going to tell me what to do. My friend, listen, listen. You have, to, you have to remember that God's grace is sufficient. When God's man... Saved by the grace of God, the Lord gives him grace to be the head of the home. It's not like a tyrant, not like a uh, like a, a, a someone that's cruel and mean and all. But let's go back. Let's go back and uh, look there in First uh, Corinthians fourteen. We're gonna we're just about out of time. But well, let me read this verse. It says in First Corinthians fourteen thirty four. Remember, this is God's word. Now we're speaking up. Let your woman keep silence, or be quiet. In the churches, for it is not permitted unto them to speak, but they are commanded to be under obedience, as also saith the law. Now, that's, that's, that's quite controversial these days because we have allowed the women to rule over many of our churches. I've, I've, I saw a woman the other night on television romping and stomping and prancing, uh, had on blue jeans and a, and a cowboy shirt. And uh, I understand she's got three airplanes and a 30,000-member audience. And uh, my friend, she's out of her place. She's out of her place. I don't care what you think about her. She may be nice. She may be kind. She may be gentle. She may be intelligent. But she's out of her place. The scripture says, uh, we're going to read that uh, verse maybe in our, tomorrow in our next study, but uh, about the, 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 the church. The woman is not to usurp authority. 
I, I know there's every kind of argument. I have folks come in here and, and discuss this with me, and they get mad when I tell them. But the Bible says that the woman is not to usurp authority. And when you become the pastor of a church, you become the authority. That's the authority. I'm the, I'm the pastor here, First Baptist Church of Algiers. I have the authority over this membership, this church. And my friend, that's what the Lord commissions a pastor to be, in authority. So you can say what you want to. Well, I'm not in authority. I just preach. Well, you don't have no authority to preach, my lady friend. You're out of your place, and uh, the Lord, if the Lord never opens your heart, you'll just be lost and go out into eternity, lost and deceived, thinking you're somebody come. And I understand. I'm, I'm mixed up. I'm, I'm, I've been involved in those things all my years. But my friend, the old trailblazer running out of time. But let me just say here, we're so happy to be back with you. And I know this is, it may be controversial with you that man is the head of the home. And I know this man is not fit to be the head of the home. I know that. And we'll get into that later. But I wish you would write me. Let me hear from you. If you want to, if you want these messages on CD, let me know. We'll get them for you. And uh, uh, let quote you a price. But remember, old Trailblazer here every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station. And my website is Radio Missions, or just go to the old Trailblazer post office box, 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And then also, if you enjoy and appreciate the old-time truth being preached, help me with this broadcast a little bit if you can. And I appreciate it. Until next time, goodbye and God bless you. If you missed part of today's broadcast or would like a recording, the Old Trailblazer broadcast is now available for download to your phone, to your iPad or computer via podcast. Find out more about our podcast by visiting our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org.